0: Of our lives inside, either in traffic, at work, or close eyes. How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives? I can work well. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Work Wherever Podcast, this podcast where we talk about automation, AI, the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it is Saturday. Today, we got a good one. I feel like we usually do. I feel like our podcast is pretty, pretty, pretty good, but I do like this one. We've talked so much about automation and artificial intelligence over the last year plus. I guess we've been doing this podcast now for, um, as the Work Wherever podcast, we've been doing it for a, about a year and a half now. I think we uh, – maybe maybe it's quite – I think it was July of 22 is when we rebranded what used to be the Innovare podcast as now the Work Wherever podcast. And we started talking about more so AI automation, whereas before we talked about um, personal development more. It was definitely a technology podcast, but we definitely had that personal development element to it. We talked about project management and we talked about uh, agile methodology and all that of the art of getting 1% better. And we had a bunch of guests on that were entrepreneurs. And then we rebranded to the work wherever podcast. We wanted to get a little bit more technical and really talk more so about automation and artificial intelligence, because that's where our, our bread and butter and our niche is. So over that time period and time span, we've talked about You know, manual tasks versus automation tasks. And today's episode, which is a Roy's rant episode, which we have four different versions of of the show. We have Roy's rant, which is just me. Hi, I'm sitting in the producer chair today. Then we have Internet Hotspot. That's Sydney and I and Destiny, which Des is no longer going to be on it. Um, I know, sad. Uh, She still works for me. She's just not going to be on the podcast. It's just going to be back to me and Sydney. And then we have Homegrown with Haley, that is with my wife, where we talk about more about lifestyle, homeschooling, that sort of a thing. And then we have Full uh, Length or uh, Guests, which we haven't done one of those in a while. We have a couple of them scheduled. I feel like I say that so much, but I promise you that we really do have guests scheduled and even recorded. We just haven't released them yet. So. This episode, this is manual versus automated tasks. Does it really matter? And how much time does it really save us? Are we really are we replacing the people? Are we? Uh, is this bad for business? Is this bad for the organization? You know, do we want to save our people? You know, do we want to repurpose our people. Do we want to let people go? That's what we're going to be going over today on today's episode. And let me preface this episode by saying I am pro people. I am pro employees. I am of the philosophy that if you have two, you have one. If you have one, you have none. And and I learned that from a man named Andy Fursella. And so what – if you haven't checked out Andy Fursella, go check him out. He runs a podcast um, called Real AF. It's a great podcast. Obviously, he does so many other things. He's an entrepreneur. He owns a bunch of businesses, and he made his name outside of podcasting. But I tell you to go check out his podcast because he has a ton of business development podcasts. Um, that he does a Q&A section with. It's a great it's a great podcast. Um, so go check that out. And I took this from him. It's if you have two, you have one. If you have one, you have none. And, and what he means by that is if you have two people that do the same task, you really have one because you can count on one of those people to be out, sick, on vacation, unavailable, et cetera. If you have one person, take those same scenarios that I just talked about, sick, on vacation, unavailable, and you have none. What if also you have uh, what if that person leaves if they leave your company, then you're back to zero, whereas if you have two people, one of them leaves, gets repurposes, purposed, whatever, then you still have one and now you can go higher back, which has happened to us multiple times, not somebody quitting, but We do federal contracting. And so I have my internal developers, which I have two of them, and then I have my I have federal contracts. And so we'll win a federal contract or we'll expand a resource on a federal contract. They'll ask for a developer. I shift, bring one of my internal developers onto a federal contract, hire then another internal developer. Now I maintain two and I'm able to place. So it's worked out extremely well for me. I've done it with every position except for. My assistant, which really I do have, I do run it with my assistant as well, but I, I, I have one executive assistant. That's Destiny. It used to be Sydney. Now, when, De- when Destiny is unavailable, I've always had like a backup. So, Courtney has helped me with things on the federal side. Uh, Sydney has helped continued to help me with things on the commercial side. So, I've always kind of had that backup because I do believe that if you have two, you have one. If you have one, you have none. So, I'm a, I'm a, I, I say that as a preference or a a, a a preface to all of this to say, I'm pro people. I do not believe that you should replace people with automation. I believe that you should enhance people with automation, that you should, the same way that you should give a carpenter a hammer to um, drive a nail, you should give automation to your employees to do their job. Could you imagine a carpenter that doesn't have a hammer that you told to go build a shed and he has to go get a rock or uh, you know maybe you gave him a wrench. you know, <laughs> That's not the same thing. Could he still do it? Yeah, he probably could. He could probably still drive the nails and build you something. Would it be great? No. Would it take more time? Absolutely. So that's how I look at automation. It's a tool. It helps you do your job and it helps you do your job Quicker and more efficiently. But just how more efficient is man or is automation versus manual? That's the question de jour. So I have some statistics here around processing time, error rate, approval delays, employee productivity, task allocations, process completion rate, overall efficiency, time savings, response time, process, volume handling and they're all circled around manual versus automation. Does it really matter? Because that's that's the question, right? Is should I just keep doing things manually? Does it really matter? Am I saving any time? So let's look at processing time. A manual workflow, the average processing time for a purchase request because the last we're we're focusing on purchase request that was the last episode. If you want to take out our If you want to check out our our podcast on building a uh, purchase request and how I went about it, it was a question that came in. Check out the last. That's what I'm focusing on here. It's just a simple approval process to say, hey, we have to go through this three-step, three-to-four-step approval process. How long is it going to take from a manual process to an automated process? And statistics around the average purchase request versus approval process versus an automated purchase uh, request approval process. So that's what we're focusing on. So the average purchase request or approval process takes two to three days for an internal purchase request or an internal purchase process or approval process, two to three days. And we talked about that on the last episode where you're talking about manual printout, fill out of forms, traveling, and by traveling, I mean walking it down the hall, handing it to the approver, whether that's your director or a boss or whatever, assuming they're in the office, two to three days. And we talked about the struggles that the government had seen, that we had seen in enterprise organizations, and then we sought to fix. Two to three days. An automated workflow purchase request processed in an average of one day, reducing the processing time by 50%. So we have a 50% full day time difference. So how much work could you get done in that extra eight hours? Really, it's six hours because of of meetings, but we'll call it a day. 50% savings time in terms of processing. And the error rates, the error rates when done manually, relatively low, a 7% to 10% error rate. Now, if you've ever done any sort of approval flow, the reason why that it takes that 2 to 3 days is because when manually done that 10% that 7 to 10% error rate which seems relatively low is actually more than than that number leads you to believe because a 7 to 10% error rate if there are 10 things to be filled out on a specific form one of them is wrong that's what that means Typically, that's what we saw when a manual is something always had to be sent back, something always had to be redone. Okay, I need you to do that. I need you to do this. If you automate that, you reduce it to a two to three percent error rate. And so what that is, is for every hundred fields, two, two to three for every hundred fields. So that is every 10 forms, two or three of them instead of every one form with 10 fields. You following me on that? And the reason why that error rate decrease happens uh, so significantly is due to the fact that the system itself in automation can capture or can track or can catch some of these errors ahead of time. Maybe you're doing that through pre-populating fields. Maybe you're doing that through limiting choice. So a lot of times in a manual sense, if you're asking what type of request it is or what type of division somebody's in and somebody says information technology or somebody says IT, okay, well, by giving it the choice field as a dropdown, which is a form of automation, you're reducing the spelling mistakes, you're reducing the naming convention mishaps, To say, oh, no, you know what, instead of putting IT, you actually have to put the name of the division, which is actually ITSI. Or you actually have to put the name of the office, which, you know, government offices for information technology, it's not IT, right? So maybe it's like OIT, you have to put the office, right? Or maybe you have to put like, I don't know, RAD, which is, you know, one of the agencies we work with, right? So maybe there's an acronym there that you have to to spell out. And if you're doing it manually, maybe you know you don't know exactly what to put there. Automation, you can pull it in. Hey, we see you're in the ITSI, Information Technology Systems Integration. Instead of just putting IT, which has to go back because of the processing, that's something to consider. So that error rate drastically decreases. What about approval delays? Well, that's kind of what we talked about. The overall processing time is that approval delays is probably the you know not probably one hundred percent is the majority of that significant decrease fifty percent we're talking about in total processing time from automation to, to manual. So the approval delays in a manual workflow, 30% of the purchase request or approval experience delays are due to missed approvals or routing issues. It went to the wrong person. Oh, no, I'm not actually the director. I'm not an actual assigner. Oh, I'm out of the office. 30% of the time, that is the problem. Approval delays were reduced five to 5%, from 30% to 5% due to data validation and standardized forms, meaning I no longer have to guess who the reviewer or approver is. The system knows. If I put that it's a purchase request, it knows to send it to Bill. If I put it as a um, purchase approval, it knows to send it to Susan. If I put it as insert type of request, type of approval, it knows who to send it because you've pre-programmed it into the system and I no longer have to guess by walking it down the hall. So you're reducing it from a 30% to a 5%, which is where you get that 2 to 3 day time frame of processing time to a 1 day or less processing time. That is a huge difference. Huge. Employee productivity, and I'll just breeze through the rest of these because I feel like the overall point here I still is still need to be made that we are not replacing people. But I'll, I'll brief through the rest. The employee productivity, employees spend an average of 15 to 20 minutes per approval request through paperwork and follow-ups. That reduces to five to seven minutes of filling out a form through an application. That is a significant reduction. Manual, when task allocation Administrative staff spend 60 to 70% of their time through data entry and paperwork, which, hey, that's why you hired them, right? Because you don't want to be dealing with all that paperwork. 60 to 70% of their time is spent doing that paperwork. Through automation, you can reduce that to 30 to 40%, so nearly 50%, which again, that gets down to uh, that processing time. You're cutting the processing time in half, therefore, you're going to cut the amount of administrative paperwork and data entry that they have to do in half process completion rate this is a big one manual 75 to 80 percent of requests are completed within the designated and desired time frame because that's a big part of this as well so a lot of the times there's deadlines you have to hit only 75 to 80 percent of the time are you hitting those deadlines which is a c plus b rating Auto, when you introduce automation, the process completion rate bumps up to a 95 to 98% of, due to the streamlined process. Again, we're reducing the, the that 15 to 20 minutes to 5 to 7. We're reducing the paperwork from 60% to 30%. And we're taking that process that was a two- to three-day process to a one-day process. And we're moving that efficiency, the overall efficiency from a manual workflow... The scores range between a 6 to a 7 out of 10, whereas it bumps up to a 9 out of 10 efficiency rating. So you can see it's pretty obvious that approval flows. And when you're running manual versus automated processes, that the statistics are there to back it up. And so what you're saying or what you're thinking is, how do I utilize this to empower my team, not to reduce my team? And so can you do more with less? Yes, absolutely. Should you get rid of your administrator? No. Because again, in the beginning, I talked about two. if you have two, you have one, you have one, you have none. Because you still need a prompter. You still need somebody to use the application. The application is not going to work itself. They're still It's not going to just run. The automation is not going to just know when to submit itself. You need a prompter. You still seem, need someone to manage this process. You still need somebody to oversee this process. You still need somebody to uh, sometimes notifications don't go out. Or sometimes they do go out, and the executive or the director or the approver needs a nudge. I know that happens with me. And that's most of Destiny's job is just nudging me to say, Hey, did you see that? Send me the link. You know? Yeah, I'll take a look. Send me the link again. I missed it. So Systems and processes are not the answer. It's a part of the answer. You need your systems and your processes, and you need it automated. But that's not the whole equation. You still need people. We're in a people business. People like to do business with people. So don't reduce your staff in the name of automation. Increase your staff's efficiency in the name of automation. That's really what you want to take here. So, do not reduce your staff. Take a human-centric design approach to the way that you do business. Which, if you have uh, have not heard us talk about human-centric design before, we've talked about it a bunch. Check out some of our older podcasts. But a human-centric design approach is where the human sits at the center, not automation or artificial intelligence. Human sits at the center and then utilizes the tools of AI, automation, UX/UI, all of the the tools that it has associated with it that feeds the human so the human can make a decision. That's human-centric design. Alternatively, what you've seen so many experts online now and Instagram who, you know, they were like crypto people like five, six months ago, and they were like nutritionists before that. It's wild. Anyways, they held so many credentials. How do they do that? You've seen them talk about how, oh, well, if you ask AI... It'll make a decision for you, and then you just pump it out. That's the opposite of human-centric design. Those people want to reduce human interaction, reduce human employment, and replace it with AI. That's the wrong approach. You'll lose if you do it that way, which is probably why they have to switch careers so often. They're just losing, looking for shortcuts. Don't be that person. Okay? Human-centric design, the humans at the center utilize these new tools to improve efficiency so that you can uh, deliver whatever your product is at a higher percentage of error, meaning your error rate's lower. You're doing things better. You're doing things quicker, better, faster. Clients are happier because they are dealing with humans, not bots and automation. Your staff is the one who are dealing with automation in order to streamline their processes, but what happens if those processes break? Can we still revert to a manual process? Yeah, you better be able to understand your processes so that if and when your your application does not run as intended or it's not or it's down for uh, any sort of maintenance, your people still know how to get the process running and they can still do it in a manual sense. but we understand that when it does have to run in a manual, it is going to be Significantly longer, 50% longer processing time with a much higher error rate, a 5x error rate. Okay? So, guys, if this is a lot for you, that's okay. Go to CapitalPresence.com, reach out to us, put your comments in the uh, – or, or put your questions in the comments here, and we'll make sure that we, we answer them. Because I want to make sure that this is not too much for you. If I have to do another podcast, I will. If I have to do another 12 podcasts on this, I will. If I have to do some videos on how to do these things or or how to build or whatever I have to do. If you want to jump on a call with us and our team will flush it out. If you want to take our trainings at online365.academy, those are there available for you as well. We're going to make sure that we we just cram human-centric design into your head so that we, that, that we don't lose humans through this process i am not an anti-human person i'm pro-human okay john connor what up okay (laughs) the 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 enemy is the machine i believe that and when you turn the keys over to the machine you're doing a disservice to your fellow human that's not some tinfoil hat stuff guys that's real that's real life hope you guys enjoyed this Thanks for hanging out. And until next time, guys, see ya. Well, guys, thanks so much for watching and or listening. We have had a great time. Hope you did too. You can find all of the Work Wherever podcast episodes here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or all of your major stream platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday. Make sure to follow us at Capital Presence on all social platforms to stay up to date with the things. All work wherever related. See you next week.